Hi, and welcome to the Bible Belt Bros, hosted by Luke and Daniel, where we call to the church to stand up and step out in obedience to God. Thank you for tuning in today. We're excited to have you here. I hope this finds you blessed in the Lord, and without further ado, here is this week's episode of the Bible Belt Bros. What's up, everybody? Before we get in the heart of this episode, we got a quick advertisement. Hey, you know how the saying goes, it, it, bros finish each other's sentences. All right, you get the point. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Let's listen to the ad real quick. Whoop, whoop. Good morning, Daniel. Good morning. Hey, so what are we having for breakfast this morning? Oh, gosh. Hold on. Let me see. Uh, yeah, pump starts. Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts. Please say Yo, Pop-Tarts. we do have Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts. Let's Pop-Tarts. do that. Yeah. yeah. All right. I got some right here. Bet. Yeah, they're ready. Woo-hoo. Right, here you go. Oh, here. thank you, bro. Oh, that's good. Hey, while we're here, what's your favorite flavor? Oh, mine is brown sugar cinnamon. How about you, Luke? Man, it's hot fudge sundae. Woo-hoo. Man, the best. Dude, Pop-Tarts are amazing, and if you're listening right now, go get yourself a Pop-Tart, whether it's morning, afternoon, nighttime. Whatever time you listen to this right now. Like, just go get a Pop-Tart, the best on-the-go breakfast or snack, whatever you want to, whenever you eat it. For dinner. Yeah, it could be your dinner. (laughs) And so, like I said, if you're listening, go get yourself a Pop-Tart, go enjoy it, and yeah. Not a sponsor. Yet. Well, thank you, Pop-Tarts, for that unofficial advertisement. You know, it's always good to have these different ads so that um, y'all know what companies we like and we like to support, and hopefully they'll support us back one day. But y'all know, it's another week. So what does that mean for us? Another episode. What? Crazy. But, you know, I'm here. Daniel's here. No special guests this week. Sad. Just us. We'll get one back soon enough. And you, listening right now, could be the next one. You never know. I don't know who I'm pointing at right now, but it could be you. He is pointing his finger at the the computer. Yeah. So if you're listening and you want to be a special guest, let us know. We'll pray about it. We will. But we got an episode. So, Daniel, how are you doing, first of all? You doing okay? I'm doing fine and dandy. How about you? I'm I'm doing pretty gnarly, honestly. Awesome. Yeah. But what are we talking about today? All right. Today, uh, we'll be talking about... The, the name of this episode is Faith Isn't All About You. And basically what that's about is uh, what, what is the, the, the focal point of faith? Who is the main character in faith? And about <clears throat> why stories, especially in the Bible, aren't always about us. So, yeah, that's the main topic. Elaborate on that a little bit. Like, what do you really you put a little synopsis on it, but what do you really mean? The heart behind this episode? Yeah, um, definitely. So one thing about this is that in the church today, we hear all these pastors talk about finding your your inner David to tackle your Goliath, to defeat your your big bad enemy. Um, to do that, you have to embrace your David. You have to become David, or you know, you you got you, you gotta in a way be the hero. I mean, after all, who doesn't want to be a hero? Um, you know, I mean, when I was a kid, I dreamed about being a hero in any dire situation that it was needed to, to save all the, all the people and to, you know, be praised for that. But, uh, in the end, that's, that's just, that's wrong. First of all, 
And we can't let that kind of doctrine uh, influence the way the way we see the Lord, the way we see the Bible, and the way we live out our faith. We can't let it be, you know, the, the, what we talk about, because in the end, we are not we're not the story. The story's not about us. Um, that sounds kind of like dreary and whatnot, you know, because like, oh well, well, shoot, you know, Daniel says, you know, we don't matter or anything, and that's not all I'm saying. Uh, what I'm saying is that in the end, every story, especially in the Bible, revolves around God. He's the main character in literally everything. And every story boils down to basically God against evil. God against evil. And, you know, we, there are, God uses different people in them, but in the end, it's him against evil. Yeah. And I really love what you said about there. You know, you are not the story. And I think a lot of times, you know, <clears throat> We've talked about in previous episodes, like cool Christianity, especially like we, we, the American church has really been like, yeah, the gospel, God saved you, you know, God died to save you, but that's the, where are you putting the emphasis on? Are you putting the emphasis on God died to save you? Like the emphasis on you, or are you putting the emphasis on God? God dying to save you out of his love, out of his grace and mercy. And, you know, it's just, it's honest. It's a false gospel. Um, because mm-hmm. I heard this quote one time is said, anything added to the gospel is not the gospel. Don't remember who said it. If you said it listening, you know who you are. But um, <laughs> like that quote meant so much to me because if we add stuff to the gospel, that's not the gospel. I mean, simple gospel is we were broken. We were dead. God sent his son to, and sacrificed his son for us so we could be made new and be restored. I mean, that's as simple as it is. But also, there's so much within it. And you have to understand the simplicity of it, but also the complexity of it. It's weird. The gospel is insane. How simple, but also complex it is, and it mm-hmm. makes no sense. But when we add stuff to it to try to make it seem like likable and and all, like only loving and desirable in a way, like in a wrong in the wrong way, we're we're taking away from the full meaning of the gospel and the full weight of the gospel. And like you're saying, you're not the story. We are not the story. This world isn't about us. This world is about God. God created this world and everything in to give him glory. He didn't create something so that we could attain the glory he wants. You know, it's we've we've taken the focus away from God and put it on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really, you know, tearing at the church. Yeah. Um, and so do you have, Daniel, do you have any like scriptures that really speak to this? sort of topic. Uh, one thing that comes to mind is in Second uh, Timothy, when Paul wrote this letter, he talked a lot about uh, false teachers and false gospels that have arisen in the church and speaking to Timothy how to go about it. Uh, and one right here uh, in Second Timothy chapter 3, starting verse 2, it starts out, for men will be lovers of self. Um, and even right after that, he says lovers of money and boastful and arrogant. And so start looking at that lovers of self. Um, and he finished it out in verse four, uh, rather than lovers of God. And so in the end, obviously we, as people, we, we, we always assume that the world revolves around us. It's, it's human nature. First of all, to do that, to assume that, that, you know, we matter in everything. We we're the center of not just our story, but we're the center of everyone else's story. And we, in the end, we, we love ourselves more than anyone else. We're naturally, we're selfish. We're very selfish. 
And Paul's speaking of that here, that of all these things, um, starting out verse 1, he says that in the last days, difficult times will come because men will be lovers of self, lovers of money. They'll be boastful. They'll be arrogant. They'll be disobedient to parents. They'll be unloving. They'll be without self-control. Um, all these things stem from not loving God and rather loving self. Um, and that's, you know, we'll, we'll dive more into this when we talk about the prosperity gospel. We're planning that a few weeks down the road uh, to, to talk, to really dive into how horrible, like, I mean, don't even get me started on like the prosperity gospel. That'll be a really long episode because mm-hmm. we both, we see how awful it is and we hate it so much, you know, because we can't stand to see people being drawn away from the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so all this stems from people loving themselves rather than God. And therefore they're going to hear, they're going to listen to what they want to listen to. And if someone says to them, you know, that they need to repent of sin and have faith in God, they need to turn away from themselves. They're not going to like it. And yeah, they're going to reject it. They're going to find something where they can stay joyful and, you know, as, as Paul talked about in, in uh, Second Corinthians, have a veil over their hearts so they don't have to worry about their own sin. And uh, all, like I said, all that stems down from uh, being a lover of self. Yeah, um, solid, solid stuff. And one, one passage okay. I really want to hit on um, in this episode, Hebrews 11. And if you don't know what Hebrews 11 is, I've heard it called the Hall of Faith, so to speak. You get the Hall of Fame for all these like good sports players. You get the Hall of Faith in Hebrews 11. The reason it's called that is first two verses talk about what faith is and how it played into the story of like some more of the Old Testament. But then starting in verse three, every paragraph after verse three says, "By faith, so and so did this. By faith, so and so did that." And when like us and our discipleship group have been going through Hebrews. And just to see, you know, all these stories of faith. And I love Hebrews 11 because it says by faith. And it's really just an example of how we can only do things by faith. Mm-hmm. We cannot do the things God wants us to do on our own power because it's impossible. Like we screwed it up on our own already. That's why Jesus mm-hmm. had to die in the first place. And because of that, you know, we're broken and we need to rely on God for that. Um, the one trendy saying that will be debunked by Hebrews 11 and by the entire Bible is God will not give you more than you can handle. Yeah. That, I mean, I remember in middle school, I was like, oh yes, that's so good. God won't <laughs> give more than you can handle. Ooh, let's go. And once I, my eyes were open to that, I was like, yes, he will. He will. Why? Because he wants to show that we can rely on him. Um, I'm just going to mention a few of the stories mentioned in Hebrews 11. Um, let's see. Verse 7, by faith Noah, after he was warned about what was not yet seen and motivated by godly fear, built an ark to deliver his family. By faith, he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. Three times in there, by faith is mentioned, by the way. But what Noah did was he built an ark, a huge, huge ark out of, out of wood for rain that no one had ever seen before, that no one even knew what rain was. No one knew what a flood was, but Noah said, it's coming. You know why? Because God told me it's coming. Mm-hmm. And you know why I'm going to build this boat? Because God told me to build this boat. And I'm going to do it through God's power. And it took many years to build the boat. 
It was just him and his family. But through God's power, they built the boat, and they were the only people remaining on the earth. And that's just one of the many stories. And going along, Abraham and Sarah, and Abraham again, and Isaac, and Moses, and the wall, the Israelites around Jericho. That story just blows my mind because you might, you think about how people marching around a city ain't going to knock down walls. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if we walked around a big city, just marched around it, the walls ain't going to fall down. But through God, they did exactly what God told them to do was walk around once six days. And on the seventh day, walk around was seven times and blow the trumpet mm-hmm. and the walls fell down. And when, when God's in the picture, mountains can be moved. Mountains will be moved. Walls will fall. Boats will be built. I mean, it's, we cannot do anything like that apart from God. And I love verse 32 in Hebrews 11. It says, And what more can I say? Time is too short for me to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets, and even more. Because I don't even know how many people of God weren't mm-hmm. like weren't mentioned in the Bible because yeah. just because there wasn't enough space and wasn't enough time to talk about it. And even in John, he mentions all the stuff Jesus did. He couldn't write it all down. There's not enough paper in the world for him to write all the things that Jesus did. Yeah. But Jesus did that through God's power and through the power he had as God. And all these people did it through God's power. And we cannot forsake that. We cannot forget that. Because if we do, we're telling God we got this. And obviously we don't got this. Yeah. I mean, it's as simple as that. And that's really all I have to say about Hebrews 11. If you want to go read Hebrews 11, please, and Mm -hmm. just really see all the experiences the people of God had because of faith, simply two words by faith. They did that. Yeah. And you know, something that the Lord just put on my heart, you know, the, the, obviously like we're talking about, um, the story is not revolving around us because they do revolve around God. And what we have to do is we have to, you know, follow after him, no matter what our lives have to revolve around him. Uh, and I, I just I taught at a, a youth group this week, and um, what I what I taught was to go through the narrow gate, not just the narrow gate, the narrow path. So you can just go through a gate, and then you know what else do you do? But when you go through the narrow path, and Jesus even mentions you know path, uh, go through the narrow pathway. Uh, we follow after Jesus, and yeah, trials come by, but it it leads to righteousness, it leads to holiness, and on, that only comes through constantly following after God. And so don't listen to what, what Stephen Furtick is saying and conquering your, your inner Goliath. That's it's ridiculous. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to say. It's, it's, it's terrible. I don't have any other words to say it, but uh, on that note, we're going to, we're going to hit a quick break and we'll be back in just a moment. Meow. I uh, hope you all had a good break, just like we just did. Um, but we're going to jump right back into the heart of the episode. Daniel's got some stuff he wants to say. So, Daniel, say what you want to say. All right. Say I will. Uh, I'm going to dive straight back into 2 Timothy, this time in chapter 4. Um, and um, starting in verse 3, Paul says to Timothy, For the time will come 
when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires. They will turn away their ears from the truth, will turn aside to myths. But you be sober in all things, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. And that, that because people are lovers of selves, uh, of themselves, because we love ourselves more than we love God, we go seek things that we want to hear. And we want to listen to a gospel that we would rather hear than to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's why we, we create these stories that, and we revolve themselves, we revolve the stories of God around us. But David was his own man. David lived thousands of years ago. We live now. We live currently, as we're recording this, in the year 2020. David's dead. He was buried. You know, his soul's with the Lord, yes, um, because he, he repented of his sin and there was a sacrifice given. But his body's in the ground. His story's basically complete because he's been re- reunited with God. So we, we as ourselves, you know, I'm not going to say like we have to create our own story. No, we jump into God's story because all of it revolves around him. And if we really want to find a story to throw ourselves into, we're going to throw it first of all into a New Testament story. You know what happened to everyone who, who, you know, took acts of faith in the New Testament? They got killed. They ended up dead. They, they... They were murdered for their faith. They endured hardships. Nero, a complete maniac, ravaged the church. You know, there, there's, there's not much else to say to that, but that we can't revolve the world around ourselves. Because then when we do that, we're not loving God, we're loving ourselves. And, you know, whenever whenever we follow after God, whenever we go down the narrow gate, as Jesus talked about in, in Matthew 7, when we go down the narrow path, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll run into hardships. It's not going to be easy. But you know what? We're not, we're not leading ourselves to destruction. And even the ways that may seem right to us, and that's written in Proverbs, there is a way that seems right to man, but its end leads in destruction. I mean, that that's the truth of that's the truth of scripture right there. We we can't we can't let ourselves get carried away by our own little I don't know how else to say it, like our own little our own little happy little stories with their happy endings. They're, sometimes there's there's only one happy ending, and that's being re, being dead in the flesh and being reunited with God. Mm-hmm. That's the only happy ending I'm looking forward to. You know, the, I don't care if I have the wealth and security and, and insurance. What I want for myself is what I want for all of you is to be, to be so consumed by the spirit that you're bearing the fruits of the spirit. That's radical Christianity right there. I'm getting a little bit off topic with this, but like in the end, <clears throat> We can't, we can't hear what we want to out of the gospel. Because Luke, Luke said this earlier, um, you know, adding to the gospel, it, it, it's not the gospel. And even in uh, the book of Revelation, 
it was written, whoever adds to this book or takes away from it, you know, he said they're going to be thrown into the lake of fire. Um, I mean, that, that's serious stuff, y'all. That's serious stuff. We can't, we can't add to the gospel. We can't take away from it. The gospel is the gospel. And we are children of God. That's the story. That That's the only story. Um, so, you know, I got all, all serious. There. I'll, I'll throw it back to Luke here real quick. Yeah. One of my, my life verses I try to live by, I actually heard it in a, a movie. It's called When the Game Stands Tall, and it's about, you know, the football team in California had like a 150-game win streak, and they lost it. And so after they lost the streak, they were trying to like, refi- like find who they were again, you know, and find their identity as a football team. And the, the coach, like, realigned their perspective on Christ. And mm-hmm. one of the, the – I think it was your running back, his life first was this one as well. It's Matthew 23, 12. It says, whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. And that's Jesus speaking there, and he's that's the truth. You know, if we live humble lives that aren't focused on, oh, look at me, look what I'm doing, look what, look at this mission trip I went on, look at this, mm-hmm. this charity work I did. God's gonna humble you, yeah, because he he doesn't like that. He doesn't like us putting the focus on ourselves. He wants the he wants the, the glory. He wants the focus. He's a jealous God. He is a jealous God, and you know. We need to respect that. Um, 2 Corinthians 5 um, talks about having the fear. Um, we have the fear of the Lord, so that way we go and preach the gospel. And that fear is a respect of knowing what, what God can do and the the respect he deserves mm-hmm. and the glory he deserves. And so when we go around saying, oh, yeah, look what I did. Look what, look what we did at church this Sunday. Look what, you know, look what we did on this mission trip. Look how many... Things like it's put quit putting the focus on we mm-hmm. quit putting the focus on you quit putting the focus on me put the focus on God say look what God did through us look what God did on this picture look at the lives God saved because you didn't save any lives you can't mm-hmm. sure you can do some of the work but that's only through God's power you can do that and I'm gonna mention Second Corinthians five again we have this ministry of reconciliation. But what is that ministry of reconciliation? That ministry is telling people about the gospel so that they can be reconciled back to who? God. Not us. Not really the church, the body of Christ. It's to God. Um, And we're just the messengers. We're just the vessels. And we're just the people God chose to use. Mm -hmm. And we should be happy enough that God even chose us. He didn't need us. He doesn't need us right now. He doesn't need us recording this podcast. He doesn't need us going to church every Sunday. He doesn't need us praying to him, but he wants us. And so if someone wants us, we should want to give the glory back to him. Look, this guy wanted me. And so everything I do is him working through me. And I'm going to give all the glory back to him in the end. And it's, it's, I know it's so easy to say and so hard to do. Cause I, I mean, we all struggle with that. We all struggle with pride and we all struggle with greed and, um, but people are watching us. You know, the the world is watching how Christians react to situations and how we go through different times and stuff. And um, they're watching to see us fall. And if we say, look what I did, they're going to be like, uh, you sure? Like, mm-hmm. is, that, is that what you're preaching? Because in Matthew 23, the, the title of Matthew 23 is Religious Hypocrites Denounced. And it talks about all different forms of religious hypocrisy. You know, the Pharisees were 
not doing as to say they were doing. I mean, Jesus says in verse three, therefore do whatever they tell you and, and observe it, but don't do what they do because they don't practice what they teach. Um, verse four, they tie up heavy loads that are hard to carry and put them on people's shoulders, but they themselves aren't willing to lift a finger to move them. Verse five, they do everything to be seen by others. They enlarge their phylacteries. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> and lengthen their tassels. Um, and the Pharisees, y'all know, they were the law followers. They knew the law better than any, anybody else. And they're like, oh, yeah, look at me. I follow the law so well. And these mm-hmm. sinners are not. And so why, Jesus, are you hanging with them? And Jesus is like, look, they're, they're my ministry. They're the ones I'm ministering to. If you're going to sit here and be like, look at me, are you going to be receptive to a gospel that says you're wrong? Probably not. Yep. If we're being honest. And so <clears throat> Jesus warns us about this. And so if Jesus is warning us about this, then we don't need to do it. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? I agree. Yeah, as simple as that. If Jesus warns against something, we don't need to do it. Because Jesus is all-knowing. Jesus is God. Let's get that straight. Jesus is God, so he knows. And he knows what's right. He knows what's wrong. And if he warns about something, we ought to not do that. Because of saying, yeah, Jesus, I know you said that, but I'm going to do it anyway because I think I know better and I think my judgment's right in this situation. But, you know, just keep that in mind, you know, as we, as we live our daily lives and go through our daily walk, this life is not about us. We, we were created to give glory to God. That was our sole purpose. God created everything around us to give glory to him. You know, I mean, it's that Mm -hmm. simple. Yeah. I do not consider my life any account is due to myself so that I may finish my course in the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify solemnly to the gospel of the grace of God. It's Acts 20, 24. Um, you know, this ministry that Paul had, he says he received it from the Lord Jesus, and he testifies only to the gospel of the grace of God. Only to that. Um, that's what it is. God. That's that's the gospel. That's what we follow, and our life shouldn't be important to us. The only thing that's important is Jesus. Mission moment. You guys know what's up uh, today. Our people group are the Malay people in Malaysia. Um, this is our first like really big people group we've been uh, praying for. There's 13 million plus Malays in the world. Um, there are very few who know Christ. I think the number of, uh, uh, Christian adherent people is about 0.6% of their population. So less than one in a hundred and even fewer who are evangelical, who, who, who believe the gospel of Christ and follow it. Um, they're, they're a people group of Islam, you know, so we, we know, we know how that rolls. Um, they, they are, uh, Islam is an all-consuming world. It basically it controls people's lives um, from their birth when they hear uh, there is no God but Allah and Muhammad is a prophet, and they hear that when they die. Everything revolves around Islam. So we're going to pray for them, and then we'll uh, we'll close it out. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we we lift up the Malay people in in uh, in Malaysia. The, there are. There are 13 million people, and so few uh, have heard this gospel, and so few have have uh, repented of sin and turned towards you in faith. 
and and, uh, and trust that would uh, lead to salvation from sin. Uh, Lord, I ask that you would you would uh, bless the missionaries who are who are in the country of Malaysia right now, sharing the gospel with these people, and I ask that you bless uh, the Malays themselves, that you would um, um, speak your truth to them. Uh, that those who do know the gospel and those who do believe and who do follow you, I ask that you would you would uh, motivate them to be not just disciples but messengers, and that they'll they'll bring this gospel around their country, and that we'll see a, a, a great rising of faith in the country of Malaysia. Lord, we know it's possible through your. Uh, First of all, through history, but also through your word, through what you say, you promise that the in heaven all people will be represented, all people will be praising your name forever and ever. So God, we know that it's true. We know, we know you are true. So in all these things, I ask you glorify yourself in the country of Malaysia and with the the Malay people. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, thank you all for listening. Y'all know. We love hearing, knowing that y'all are listening, and we can see you listening too. So, shout out to all you listeners. That'll be our shout out today. Just everyone who listens to this episode. Wasn't that our shout out last week too? What no, our shout out last week was Hannah. Yeah, that's right. She was on the episode. Um, but and shout it was out also week. the week before, but she was anonymous yeah, at the time. Yeah, you don't know that name. at the time. But shout shout out to all you who are listening. You know, if you're listening, you're getting a shout out. You know who you are. I'm pointing at you again. Yeah, he he is using his pointer finger. Also, if you're cool or whatever and you're listening to this episode, you know, share it. Go, go share it on your Instagram story or something like that. I mean, let them know. It, it's not going to get you any like heaven points or brownie points. But It'll get you brownie points with us, though. With us, yes, maybe. Maybe a, a slight inch into a new. I don't, I don't make brownies. I don't make brownies, but I might for you if you share. So if you don't follow me, I guess follow me. Yeah. Uh, the last Faulkner. Hey. What up, what up? So, yeah, uh, good deal. Well, is that all we got? I, I believe that's it. Awesome um, sauce. You know, you know what that means. Yeah, Daniel's going to read it, and, you know, it's going to end. So, this is the last word I'm going to say. Adios. Here are my last words. For out of much affliction and anguish of heart, I wrote to you with many tears. Not so that you be made sorrowful, but that you might know the love which I have especially for you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bible Belt Bros. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Bible Belt Bros Pod. Ask us questions and tell us how we can be praying for you. Until next time, be blessed in the Lord.